Final segment of The Ron Show for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Post-runoff Wednesday, also Pearl Harbor Day, a day which will live in infamy, of course. I had the uh, opportunity to visit the Pearl Harbor Memorial a few years ago when I uh, took a trip to Hawaii, and it's such a moving thing to be at and to, to take in. Just didn't want to not mention that today. Thousands of brave men lost their lives on that day. And, uh, of course, it drew us into World War II, which forever changed the trajectory of geopolitical military might and America's place in the world. We're on with Melita Easters on the heels of the Georgia Senate runoff election. And last night, the cable pundits were trying to figure out, is Georgia a red state? Is it a blue state? Is it a purple state? So I wanted to ask Melita Easters of the Georgia win list what color she believes Georgia is. Well, periwinkle does have a nicer sound to it than purple. Uh Um, We are a purple state that is heavily gerrymandered. Mm -hmm. And so with two United States Democratic senators and a full slate of Republican constitutional officers, it really is four years before that shade is likely to turn by much Mm -hmm. because the congressional districts are so gerrymandered, there's no way without the maps being redrawn that that will likely change. And while there will be plenty of opportunities, by plenty, I mean, say, five or six opportunities for House or Senate seats in the legislative map to flip based on population and demographic changes in 2024, the composition of the House or Senate chamber from red to blue is a much longer stretch. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean we won't try. But it is more of a stretch because of how gerrymandered the maps are. I mean, for example, last night you saw Sarah Beeson win a Roswell City Council seat. Great candidate. She was a win list endorsed candidate for the state Senate running against a state senator in leadership in 2020. She came remarkably close to defeating him. So what did they do? They split her subdivision down the middle, keeping half of it, the half she did not live in, in the district she had run for, Mm. and putting the half she lived in into a different district. But she's a popular woman. She's a committed public servant. And she was elected to the Roswell City Council last evening in a runoff for a special election after besting um, being the top person with votes in the um, general for that special seat. That's so encouraging. I, I One of the organizations that I like is Run for Something because they encourage people to literally run for something, even if it's not the loftiest, most high-profile uh, elections. You know, even running for dog catcher, get your name out there, set a precedent, set a, a resume, and watch where that takes you. We don't have enough of that. It's 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 encouraging to see. Well, that's that's very very true. And and until we have more Democrats running all the way down ballot yep. in communities for city council, for county commission, for clerk of court, for all the other ways that you can serve, mm-hmm. 
before you move up to the legislature or Congress, we will not be able to generate the turnout we need to flip areas from red to blue. I wonder if the Democratic Party, and in particular the Warnock campaign, realized a base of support that may have been undermined before, not undermined, but undermined, if you, if you catch what I'm saying. And, and I'm sure you saw this as well. There was a, a, a nice little social media post making the rounds where some Warnock volunteers had stopped to dine at a Korean restaurant. Uh, I believe it was uh, along the uh, Buford Highway area. They call it the Silk Road. Um, and they asked, they, they had, they had uh, I think, a Korean volunteer who was asking the, the restaurant owner if he had voted and if he had planned to vote. And the restaurant owner all but said, I, I'd made no plan to vote. I have made you know, no decision, not interested. And then they had literature in Korean for yes. the gentleman to read about Warnock, and it changed his mind. Is this, is this uh, an area that Georgia Democrats now maybe realize they've underutilized before or, or not, not tried well, to coach Well, some before? of our candidates in um, Gwinnett County in particular, in fact, Gwinnett County did not give you the state-issued I Voted sticker. They had a peach with I voted in five different languages around the circle. Nice. Because Gwinnett is now the most demographically diverse area of the state. And there are parts of Georgia which are more demographically diverse than expected. For example, there is a higher percentage, percentage, not number, of AAPI residents in Forsyth County than in L.A. County, California. Mm. And there are places in Gwinnett County where House and Senate candidates have hired canvassers who speak the various languages. In, in some of those communities in Gwinnett, the people from a particular nation congregate in one apartment community, hmm. um, say Korean in one community, Vietnamese in another, Chinese in another. And so they match the canvassers for those apartment communities to the predominant language of that community. Such a smart so strategy. Democrats Democrats have been doing that for several election cycles. I suspect the Republicans will not be far behind. You always teach me something every time we get to talk, and I do appreciate that. So uh, listen, I'm going to let you go. I know you need to rest your voice. You've been recovering from a cold, and you've got uh, Georgia Gang to uh, hit the stage for here in the next couple of days as well. I just want to thank you for your time. Melita Easters with the Georgia Winless. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate that. Always fun to talk talk with you. For everyone else, back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. Relax. Enjoy your non-election day. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 